0: Well, welcome, everyone. We're back. Took a week off for a little bit of travel on my part, but.
1: Yeah, that's so strange that now we're going to talk about travel.
0: You know, it's almost like we planned it.
1: Almost like we planned it.
0: (laughs) Which would be a first.
1: That would be totally a first.
0: (laughs) So what Uh, is the topic today?
1: uh, This is travel show number one. Mhm. Uh, the topic is travel
0: specifically. What do you want to talk about?
1: I was thinking like work versus travel. I mean, work versus travel, (laughs) work versus pleasure travel.
0: Okay. Got it. Yes.
1: Cause I've done some of both and I find work travel so much more stressful. Yes. Like, Like across the board.
0: Well, that's interesting because my trip was a little stressful.
1: Was it really? As a per- Okay.
0: It was. So I've got lots to share.
1: Well, we can, yeah, we could compare. <laughs> <laughs> compare and contrast. It could be, you know, part of this could be that most of the time I'm traveling for work, it's not to like fun places. Mm. It's usually like to poor dangerous places (laughs) (laughs) or dangerous it could be dangerous places
0: that adds a little bit of stress I'm, i'm gonna guess
1: so that could yeah that could be i had like a list of stuff that just popped into my head should i just go down the list of like stuff for work travel that just comes into my head when i have to start thinking about it totally it's it's you know uh do i need permits do we have insurance, like mm. travel insurance, um, Ooh. medical insurance for emergency evacuations, that kind of stuff? <laughs> um, how are we traveling? Where are we staying? What's the electricity situation? Cuz we got to mm. charge, we got to charge batteries. True. Uh, is there food and water? Is it safe? Uh, does everybody know what to say when we go through customs? Oh. That's one thing you got to go through with the team. Because one time we had, like, we were doing the little, you know, pre-meeting, and I was like, all right, everybody knows what to say when you go through customs, right, right, and they see your cameras, Mm. and one person goes, we'll just say we're journalists, and I was like, no, 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 (laughs) you are definitely not journalists.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's like used car salesman.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. That gets you pulled out of line. Yeah. Talked to. Mm um you know do we have to hire people when we get over there? translators drivers whatever um schedule like what's our schedule and is it realistic for where we're going hmm. because some places just they're going to be a lot slower
0: oh that's true in yeah and
1: um i mean one time i remember in in malawi kind of out of out of courtesy we had to interview a a local politician and It was half a day like we waited we sat in one place and waited for like three hours until she showed up and then did like a 20-minute courtesy interview oh god and that was that was the day you know (laughs) yeah driving there doing that and driving back (laughs) um and you know that's about that's most of the things that just pop in my head gear do we have the right gear do we have backups in case anything breaks
0: backups totally
1: yeah but that's I mean that's what makes it stressful for me (laughs) all of that stuff
0: I mean right like if that's that's plenty yeah and for context you're talking about film on location remote destinations right you know whether it's like documentary film that type of thing yeah yeah where that you're going to stay thing. for a certain number of days to capture a story
1: right yeah and and so yeah and so on top of that you got to try and remember that you you have to do that yeah the that, actual that you have to actually do what they're paying you for <laughs> right. oh yeah back. the film i totally you. right. we that. have to come back with the film <laughs> too <laughs> that,
0: that might be the hardest part
1: yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I've, I've wanted to do trips like that as a photographer. I think that would be mm. kind of interesting. Um, not easier, I think, but I feel like you would have maybe a little bit more time to try and figure out like the kind of story you wanted to tell with photographs, if that makes yeah, sense.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I think it could. I mean, I guess if it's a paid assignment, it's all depending on this, the assignment. Um, I find with my wildlife photography, I was like, as a novice, complete novice, right? Yeah. I was walking around trying to find subjects like animals, insects, whatever it was. And realizing that walking around just is not, it, it doesn't, they don't just wait there for you to find them and then pose. Like, right. <laughs> they run off as soon as they see you. so it's like oh okay i have to park and sit there for a long time and wait for them to come to me and then generally you're in a hide or some sort of camouflage or just something where you're you're invisible as much as possible mm-hmm. if it's um if it's like uh landscape which i haven't done much of that kind of photography either yeah from some of the YouTube channels that I follow, some people that do amazing work, they, when they reach a new destination, they'll spend maybe the first day not even taking their camera out.
1: Oh, wow. Or, just kind of scouting or just walking it, around.
0: Exactly. Scouting. Yeah. They'll use maybe their iPhone to, to look to see what a concept might look like. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're just getting a feel for the location. Um, walking around uh different uh to scout and, and see you know what might make a great composition. Which yeah. I, I find really like as a novice again, I would be out there and like, okay, let's get the camera set up immediately. <laughs> right, Look at that. Exactly. And, you know, that's how I do I'd probably it. get all the wrong shots.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then those guys probably spend a day like at the location. Oh just yeah. waiting for the right moment. Right.
0: Well, I, I, you know, if it's landscape, um, the sun, Mm. because you're not bringing in artificial light. So the sun is so important. So you're either there, you know, the first hour of sunlight or the last hour, those golden hour scenarios, or if you're lucky, I guess you get overcast, you know, where it's soft enough.
1: Yeah. Or I guess if it's great days.
0: (laughs) Yeah. 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 For film. Oh yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. So, yeah, it would definitely be different with photography. I think if I was going on a trip where I could go slow and I wasn't on assignment for anything, Mm -hmm. then for me, I would just like walk around with my camera and, you know, having no agenda for me, I guess it would be fantastic. (laughs) Like
1: That would be so nice.
0: I've got nowhere to go. I've got nowhere to be. I'm just going to absorb this place.
1: I'm going to try and do that a little bit on this upcoming road trip that we're going on. Like I'm going to have a little camera. I'm going to have my tiny little um, Olympus oh, uh, nice. Micro Four yeah. Thirds, which yeah. with uh, a little pancake, like 14 millimeter.
0: Oh, nice. So That's that, perfect it, for it,
1: it, it translates to a 28 full frame. Okay. So it's, it's a little not quite as wide as I would like, but sure. But not bad, but I want to try and do like landscape kind of shots purposefully. Right, yeah. (laughs) That's the hard part. (laughs) That is the hard
0: part. (laughs) Uh, You know, for those, I think it's about doing it enough to where you can see what makes maybe a good composition. And then I think the scouting, really. Yeah. It's like you have to walk around and search for the best shot essentially.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Um, That sounds like a, that sounds like a good plan. Yeah.
1: Yeah. that it should be fun. I I might take it on, you know, I have a work trip coming up too. I might take it for that too. It might be interesting to try and do some kind of quick portraits of the people that we talk to that we get on film.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally.
1: Would, yeah, maybe I'll do that. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Write that down. Every now and then I have a good idea.
1: <laughs> oh, man. What else about travel, man? Um, how You just went on a road trip, right?
0: I did, yes. So I've not done an exorbitant amount of travel mm. in my life, unfortunately. So I'm, I'm actually looking to change that to where I can get out a little bit more and prioritize it a little bit more working for yourself. It, it feels like it's really hard to break away sometimes. So yes. yeah. I, I just need to just work it in, you know, what? just figure it out. Yeah. But it was a road trip. Six days where dro- I drove up to the farthest North was North Carolina and stopped okay. in specific stops along the way. So Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, and then Georgia, and then back to Florida. Okay. Um, And the plan turned out to, it it equated to being in a new hotel every night.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
0: for, uh, For six days. And I think that's the part that was a little tougher for me. Because, you know, you've got to go through that process of just checking in and taking the bags. And then every morning you're grabbing all your bags and your gear and you know, you're loading up the car and then you're driving to the next. But it did, it. the, the one benefit, it, it spread out the driving time across all the days. That's nice. So that wasn't bad, definitely, because, you know, you didn't have like a 10 a hour drive in one day. Right. So, I don't know. I've got to try it both ways. I think. I think next time I will try something where I do you know the longer drive up front and then spend more time not having to leave okay. the location, just yeah. to see how that how that goes. Am I going to be so wiped out from the drive I, I just want to sleep the whole next day. <laughs> I don't know <laughs>
1: maybe. I've done a few of those yeah. really long drives,
0: oh yeah, yeah,
1: and it's just kind of driving across the US just trying to get there. Oh, yes. Not really, you know, having anywhere on to purposefully stop.
0: Got it. Man,
1: oh man, especially Texas.
0: Ooh. Going across
1: a, Texas on the 10 is a haul.
0: Really? <laughs> that's a big state.
1: <laughs> last last time I made it from El Paso to Houston in one day. Wow. And that felt like a long day. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> Exactly.
1: <laughs> it was. It was. I think it was a weekday, and it was getting late. And I was like, I just want to get to the east side of Houston, so I yeah. don't have traffic in the morning.
0: Oh wow! Yes, <laughs> the traffic. Luckily, wow. didn't hit a lot of traffic. But oh wow, yeah. that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Atlanta was the worst. You know, you go, that's like a yeah. seven-lane interstate highway, and it's still slow. Right. So, you know, you're next to a big city when you've got that scenario going yep. on. <laughs> uh, but as, me- far as, like, as far as like gear that I had. Yeah. So I re- recently got this um, Peak Design backpack and it's, it's basically meant for camera gear.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They call it the everyday backpack.
1: The okay, cool thing nice. about it
0: is it has access on the side, okay, yeah, so I don't that's probably really dark, but you can get to your lenses without having to take it off. You can just swing it around your front on on the front of you and open up the side back, grab a lens, swap it out, and you're you're you know back in business, so that's really it, nice. It was pretty good, yeah, it was pretty good now. I don't know if you can see No, I've got like enough lenses to where if I packed them all, it would be a really, it's a really heavy bag.
1: It wouldn't. Yeah. It wouldn't fit.
0: Well, they, they fit, but I mean, I don't have that many, but it's just the weight of the bag is so much. It's tough. Yeah. That it's just not comfortable. So for me next time, if I had like maybe a max of three lenses, right that yep. makes a lot of sense something that with a, a wide uh, so for landscapes you know like 11 mm-hmm. to 24 or something like that would be great on full frame that's that's a pretty good that's lens. really nice yeah 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 And then um, something with a zoom so um, currently I'm, I'm waiting to get a, a 100 to 500 millimeter
1: okay
0: so that would give me all the you know the, the reach that I need. And then uh, for me, I, I, I do something like a macro, like oh, a yeah. hundred millimeter okay. macro so that yeah. I can catch all the small stuff. And then it's like, okay, that's pretty much it. I mean, I guess you could throw in like a 50 millimeter or something kind of in between, you know, like right, uh, maybe a 50 prime. Yeah. Um, but then that's four lenses, so. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now you do. Yeah, it is. it is. It's
1: tough for video. I tend to like full frame equivalent. If I can have something like a. A twenty four to seventy. Mm. And then like a seventy to two hundred, I'm happy. I got it. I wish I always wish I had a slightly wider.
0: Ah. Uh, yeah. Like,
1: lens of that, but with zooms, it's so hard.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: To get like the perfect zoom for less right. than like five or ten thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're out there. They just you have to mortgage or sell a kidney <laughs> just, or whatever you have to do. Right. Just have to get rid of the car. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Oh man. You know, I just saw a, a trailer for an upcoming film about Anthony Bourdain.
0: Oh no way! I don't know if
1: you were a fan of his or of his show.
0: I didn't see much of the show. I always liked the the concept. And of course he he was in, you know, he was in pop culture and media. So I knew of him. Yeah. uh, Quite a bit. He had he
1: always had this kind of thing of like try and be a traveler and not a tourist.
0: Now, what was the well in his mind, what's the difference?
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I I think I try and do that. I think. It's try and, when you go, try and uh, learn. Okay. Like, try and see how the travel may be able you know, to impact you. mm And spend time with locals, like, talk to locals. Go to places they might go to. Be aware of, of local stuff, like in France. Know that when you walk into a store... You should say hi to the shopkeeper in French. Uh, And if you do that, you might be okay afterwards. And if you don't, you might have problems. Got it. That kind of stuff. I think that kind of stuff, maybe just be aware, more aware of your surroundings instead of being like that bull in the china shop.
0: Yeah, where you're just so unaware of what's going on or what the local. um, Yeah. You know the way things operate
1: yeah mine I know more than once I've been like somewhere out of the country in a restaurant or somewhere and you just you hear that loud American oh. or that family in Paris trying to move like one time we were in Paris in a cafe and their tables outside you don't move them you don't move the chairs you don't move the tables Got it. And they were trying to put tables together and put chairs around. And, oh, oh no. and it was just a, a big <laughs> scene. And it was just, oh, it was so embarrassing.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I've definitely heard other people talk about Americans and them traveling to other countries and being almost not very welcome just because of how uh, disrespectful, I guess. Yeah. It it, it Mm -hmm. seems like they are like, um, I hear Japan is a great place to travel, but you have to, you have to understand how they operate a little bit more to, um, to, I guess, be fully accepted or welcome. Right. And their thing is respect. Like you can, you can actually go to Japan and be completely safe. Mm-hmm. like the amount of crime or if you have a bag and you leave it on the side of the road i guess no one's going to take it right unless there's another you know american right perhaps <laughs> of course somebody used to oh yeah look yeah. but um, i guess things like that they they have a lot of respect for other people but talk about noise man some of the yeah. hotels i was at in the middle of the night you had people yelling oh my goodness, outside other people's rooms. And you're like, what exactly causes that to happen? What is? I, yeah. just, I kept thinking, what is going through somebody's mind, except that they want to stir up trouble? You know, it's like they, they right. want people to walk out the door and be like, what's going on? You know, it's, I don't yeah, know.
1: it's, uh, there's that element in American society of yeah. wanting con- confrontation yep for n- for no reason
0: correct yes and it just doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense to me
1: I, yeah i don't understand it i've i've kind of seen some of that i i've I kind of seen it in canadian culture a little bit actually oh really <laughs> but it was for that for the for the like thing that i saw it was more about like machismo
0: Uh, Like one
1: guy kind of called out the other guy a little bit. And then the other guy, it almost came to fisticuffs. Oh, my. Not quite, but it almost did.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, I I feel for other countries who are maybe tourist destinations. Yeah. Because I'm sure if their culture is very different than the American culture, or it doesn't necessarily have to be Americans. It could be any culture where there's some sort of difference then, uh, yeah, it's just going to be conflict, really.
1: I think with some people, when they just get uncomfortable, they get louder, maybe, and mm. just more obnoxious. I don't know. Maybe that's part of it. <laughs> it
0: <laughs> could be. Outside
1: of their comfort zone. My, I. This is my thing, what I always try and do if I'm going somewhere where they don't speak English. I try and learn how to say um, thank you uh hello hello, and i'm sorry
0: there you go (laughs) because (laughs) top three (laughs) that way
1: at least i can introduce myself i can thank them and i know i'm going to do something that in that culture is wrong right (laughs) so if i can learn those three things i'm usually pretty good people are you're solid and people if you just make a, a small effort
0: yes exactly just a
1: little effort people are so appreciative
0: And it's probably because so many people don't make any. So they'll recognize someone who goes out of their way just a hair. Yeah. So that is really cool.
1: Yeah. I think it's just that and just, you know, just listen more than you talk. Yeah. (laughs) If you can when you're out there. Right. I know a few times, like some of the places I've been, we've had to have cooks. And so you hire someone to cook for you and usually they've cooked for other Americans. And so they try to make American stuff. Mm. So like, you'll be in the middle of Africa somewhere and they'll be trying to make pizza for you or,
0: Oh, wow. Or
1: pasta or something like that. Yeah. And, and if you just, um, or, you know, talk to them for a little bit and say, Hey, why don't you know, tomorrow, why don't you cook for us? What you might cook at home. Oh, there's something local. Like it's, yeah. The attitude like, changes so much if you just show a little interest.
0: Wow, nice. Well, why don't we wrap up with you sharing one of your most crazy travel stories oh from God. your plethora of destination work that you've done.
1: Okay. I've got one that I probably shouldn't share because I kind of... <laughs>
0: might be too much no one's listening
1: yeah that's true that's true so uh i'll do two real quick maybe okay okay so i was on one trip to malawi and there was another american with us there were five i think five americans who were going and uh one woman brought a bag a big bag full of clothes and shoes to give away okay and, um, so she talked to the, per- the person there, uh, where we were staying and said, Hey, I've got this. I want to give it away. And he said, fantastic. I'll take care of it. We'll make sure it gets to, to people who need it. And she was like, no, I want to give this away to people who need it. Like oh. very American, like very like forceful. And he was like, I think, you know, the guy said it, the local said, I think it's better if you just give it to me and we'll, and I'll take care of it. Right. She was so like insistent that finally he was like, fine, okay, we'll do that. (laughs) And so, I mean, it would be like going to the middle of Orlando and just like dropping thousand dollar bills. Oh, right. In the middle of a crowd and seeing what would happen. Oh, my. And so initially she started giving stuff out in this village in Malawi and things were fine. And then people started hearing about it. Oh no. And you know, there were nice shoes and nice clothes and it started getting disorderly. And then the people, you know, the guy who initially said, let me take care of it, was like, okay, we need to leave now. Oh. And so we got in <laughs> we got in the truck and we started pulling away. People started jumping in the back of the truck. We had to stop. There were almost fights breaking out. And I had to get way out of my comfort zone. And get out of the truck and yell at some people. Oh, no. To, to like, get off of the truck. Cause, wow. Yeah. So that was, that was one of them. Yes. And then I'll tell one more about Haiti, maybe. Okay. <laughs> Where I was pretty sure I was going
0: to die. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> we were going from this hospital. I was out to an orphanage. Okay. And there was an American driving this little, I think it was like a Nissan pickup truck, probably like a 20-year-old pickup truck. There were at least a dozen people in the back uh, of a small pickup truck. And I got wedged in there and I got pushed back and I was up against the tailgate, (sighs) like towards the back. And the guy who was driving was driving like a maniac.
0: Oh no. Just
1: a crazy person and and i kept like my weight kept being thrown against the tailgate oh and there was a local haitian guy in the front he saw this was happening and he starts yelling at me like don't put any weight on the tailgate <laughs> like it's don't put any weight it's going to it's going to break like it doesn't latch well no. and i was like i can't i have to put weight on the tailgate like <laughs> i can't not put weight on the tailgate so I was sure at any minute that that was going to fall and I was going to be thrown out at, you know, 60, 70 miles an hour on, this, on the streets of, of Port-au-Prince and that was going to be it for me.
0: Wow. Yeah. Talk about culture difference.
1: So, yeah, that was, yeah, that's, that's the last time I do that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Amen to that. Uh, well, I'm glad you survived. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> Live to tell the story. Thank you. Yeah. And hopefully, you've got uh, more interesting stories after uh, after your trip coming up.
1: Yeah, yeah. I hope so. I think it'll be fun.
0: So. We're going to take a small pause while Mike, you go on that trip, and uh, when you're back, we'll have a second episode, travel episode where uh, you can share what adventures you got into.
1: Yeah. Travel episode number two. Should be fun.
0: Should well, be that's fun. it. That's it for this time. Mike, uh, any, any, any last thoughts? Huh, just, you yeah. know, now that we're all
1: getting vaccinated, we can travel again, and it's kind of nice to be able to do that again.
0: Hallelujah. Yeah. Let's go. So
1: here's to travel.
0: Here's to travel. All right. <laughs> that's that's it for this episode of the bacon show i'm stefan
1: uh mike
0: we'll see you next time maybe